I remember the moment very well, a moment when our 12-year-old middle son, Caleb, walked in the house with one of his friends from school. Mama, he said, Otis needs a home. Can we give him a place to live? Well, Caleb didn't know exactly what he was asking at 12. Darian and I definitely didn't know what we were doing, but, but we, we did know. Actually, in fairness, Darlene knew. She needed, she needed to bring me along. Darlene knew that leaving Otis alone without anyone to count on, without anyone to turn to, without anyone to hold on to, was not an option. So Otis would come home with us six months as a foster child, after which time we adopted him. Oh, it was not always sweetness and light. In some ways, still not always sweetness and light, but we would absolutely do it again if presented with the same circumstances. That that being left alone, that being left alone with no one to turn to, it touches some kind of primal fear deep down within us. You, you felt it before, if only by way of empathy. You can, you can see it in those brushing up against the aloneness Soldiers in foxholes, they feel this isolation and fear. The, the young married couple feel this when they wonder for the very first time, maybe they should be living apart. The 10-year-old girl, suddenly orphaned by tragic hate or accident or disease, she feels it. Buffalo, Uvalde, Ukraine. Surely, surely the jailer at Philippi believes that his children are going to be left fatherless after the strange earthquake that breaks down the prison walls where Paul and Silas have been held. Surely the disciples who stand and watch Jesus depart from them for the third time, once by arrest, once at Calvary, again here at the Mount of Olives, they're going to feel as if orphaned and abandoned by the one who had showed them life. Do not leave us orphans. The Collect of the Day, it was written by Archbishop Thomas Cramner. He was really the, the author, editor of the first Book of Common Prayer in 1549. I've often wondered that phrase, do not leave us comfortless, that he uses there. If that, if that phrase came to mind as he walked the streets to his own execution, do not leave us comfortless. He had pulled this from an antiphon sung by the choir on Ascension Day that included the phrase, do not leave us orphans. Do not leave us orphans. You know, there are many in this congregation who have adopted children into their homes. And I believe Christians have 
a peculiar vocation when it comes to the nurture and care of children. In the, in the world around us, some may adopt because they believe there's a need. Some may adopt because they believe thereby they may make the world a better place. Others may adopt hoping they can give just this one child a better start, a better place in the world. But broadly, Christians adopt. Christians adopt and care for the orphaned because we ourselves have been adopted as sons and daughters of God. We were orphaned by a fallen world, separated from the love of God, steeped in sin. But by the cross of Christ and by baptism into his body, we've been made sons and daughters of God. Yes, adoption and foster care are peculiar and extraordinary vocations for the Christian, for therein we live and model the sacramental drama of the world's salvation. So I say encourage those among us who have adopted and serve as foster parents. Offer your special blessing to those among us, young and old, who have been adopted or are in foster care, and consider well the vocation of our households. Do not leave us orphans. Do not leave us comfortless. The disciples, they've got every reason to despair at the ascension of Jesus into heaven. They've got every reason to avail themselves of a prayer like this, like the one Cramner left us. But one gospel tells us, with no ambiguity, that while Jesus was blessing them, he withdrew from them and was carried up into heaven, and they worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy. And they were continually in the temple blessing God. The tradition of the church it, it comes to see in this, this moment the, the delivery of our humanity, humanity in its fullness, to the right hand of God. He became as we are in order that we might become as he is. We see this in the stained glass window in the chapel. Jesus ascending into heaven, carrying our humanity, the fullness of it, the marks of the nails still in his hands, the story of pain and tragedy and triumph marked on his body. Jesus leaves us for the right hand of God with our human nature. He leaves us longing for our unity with him and the Father. He leaves us in the hope of the resurrection, leaves us to prepare a place for us so that where he is, there we may be also. He leaves us promising to come again and carry us with him through the gates of the new Jerusalem, where only those who prefer sin to the cross stand outside the gates. He leaves us in the knowledge that by the coming of the Holy Spirit, there will never again be a time when we will left alone. There will never again be a time when we are left alone. To live without fear To live, to live without the fear of unfamiliar faces, without the fear of abandonment, without the fear of betrayal, the fear of sin. Surely, surely the kingdom of heaven is such a place outside of time where there is no fear. Perfect mercy is everywhere there. That, that endless 
selfless grace that we've come to know in the person of Jesus and his sacrifice at Calvary. It transforms every fear and fits the believer. It fits the baptized just as it will momentarily fit Mick for union with Christ, even as he is one with the Father. Does fear threaten your peace when you close your eyes at night? Are you drawn into temptation that would lead you to that place outside the gates of the New Jerusalem? What would you prefer to the embrace of the cross? Whatever it is, I say, turn your back on it. Turn a blind eye to it, for it is by the cross, empty tomb, ascension to the right hand of God and the coming of the Holy Spirit. It is by these that we know life without fear. Life steeped in perfect mercy. That life is at hand. It is yours to wear. It changes everything. It, it changes hearts and homes and churches and laws and nations. It, it transforms even those moments when you might find yourself momentarily lost and without hope. Sons and daughters of the Most High Sons and daughters of the Most High you are. Never alone. Never alone. Amen.